This episode of Juggalo Judgment may contain clinical depression and homophobia. And that's about it. Uh, listener discretion is advised. Juggalettes and those who don't identify as such. This is Juggalo Judgment, where two friends take time out of their busy schedules to sit down, listen to, and analyze music of the Juggalo variety. You are joined by your hosts, Mike and Shmi. It's the holiday season. It is. When this drops, we are, I think, a couple days away from, from Christmas. Aw, oh, shit. This, I think this comes out like look three days before Christmas. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. This is going to be out. Yeah, twenty second. Yeah. So yeah, so 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 early Merry Christmas to you all. Yeah, I hope I uh, hope you all get to spend some time with people you love and uh, you get some nice stuff. I, I guess hope, I hope that Santa, you know, got you what you wanted. Yeah, because you know that's what Christmas is about. <laughs> uh, if you are a new listener, thank you for joining us. Welcome. We appreciate you. Joining for the first time. If I'm were, still deciding whether or not I appreciate you. We'll figure it out as we go along. It, I'm initially it's a process. I'm initially at like a like a seven of thank you for joining us. Okay. Okay. And then if they end up enjoying it and giving us positive feedback, then it goes up to a ten. And then if they're like, I guess then listening well, to begin with is kind of like an ask that they've already taken on. So that's, that's pretty. True. Yeah, that is that yeah. is something they've done for us. So mm-hmm. sure, you know, I'll, I'll bump it up. There you go. And uh, if you're a returning uh, listener, thank you very much for for keep keeping this keeping this up. I'm over you, to be honest. But that's, welcome back. That's rude. <laughs> so rude. Uh, before we uh, jump into the episode, we got some stuff to talk. There's about. There's a couple things to talk about. First off, I want to give a personal shout out to listener Austin. Um, yeah. Who um, I believe I mentioned on the last episode that I was trying to desperately find the new uh, Twisted Seven Inch vinyl. And uh, I could not. It made me sad. Um, apparently, uh, the store Rock of Ages in um, in uh, Mich- uh, Michigan yeah. has a fuck ton of copies, and I was oh, going shit. to call in and order one, but then I was just seeing reviews about how it's gone downhill very badly in the last couple uh, of years, so I decided not to. Because I have ordered from them before, actually. Like, I ordered over the phone, like, took my credit card number, and they shipped me... I don't remember what it was. It was some other vinyl. <laughs> but, um... Uh, Austin, uh, hit me up and said, Hey man, um, found one. And I was like, <laughs> Oh sweet. Just <laughs> like, out of nowhere. Just let like, me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cause he saw tried... one in the store, didn't pick it up. Eh? No. So he, he thought that he saw one and then oh, he went okay. back and he didn't. Apparently that store didn't get one, but then oh, I guess another friend of his who works at a store like found it. That's right. And so they scooped it up and, um, I was like, Dude, thank you. Just let me know how much I owe you. <laughs> Please send it my way. Hell yeah. So That's greatly cool. appreciate that. Um, so yeah, that was that was super cool. Um, just you know, it, he he hit hit me up the first time, and then like it was four days later, and he was like, "Oh yeah, I found one." And I was like, <laughs> "Oh shit!" So super cool. Thank you very much. Uh, we appreciate you uh, listening to the podcast and uh, and going that extra mile for me. I appreciate that a lot. Yeah. Um, and uh, the bigger uh, thing that we want to talk about is the potential of our discussion episode. I mean, it's not potential. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. So, uh, yeah, whenever we get around to uh, just before the Wraith. Right now, we are doing... Um uh, we were doing an episode. And then we have another one coming up after that. Then we have one more. One more. And then 
The Wraith is up next. But before that, we're going to do a discussion thing to talk about sort of um, the progression of ICP. Sort of paint a picture of uh, where they were when they started and then where they're at at the point that this album is dropping. Mm-hmm. Like, sort of their their fame, their rise to fame and, uh, like, you know, the point of that that they're in, what kind of situation they've been in mm-hmm. and all the stuff they had to go through to get there. We're going to condense that into, like, a small thing. But also, if any of y'all uh, have some questions either about the, the Wicked Clowns or any of the stuff that's been brought up on this uh, podcast. Hell, if you just have any questions in general to throw mm-hmm. at us, we're going to do a little, little Q&A thing if we, if we have some interest in that. So anything you want to ask us, throw it out there. We'll vet them ourselves if yep. we feel like, no, I'm not going to fucking talk about this. Right, right. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, for the most part, we, I don't care. <laughs> um, and we do have interactions on Twitter, which is generally what we like to do. Yeah. Um, for this one, we really want you to send them in an email. Um, yes. Just so it's a lot easier for us to actually sort that. That's jugglojudgment um, at gmail.com. Yes. Uh, so send them there. Um, I would also be... Uh, I, I really enjoy seeing if you were a fan of ICP or Juggle of Music way back at that time. So... You know, before the Wraith, like, if you were a fan of the 90s and things like that, I really want to know, like, what your experiences were. Like, yeah. what got you into that music back then? Um, you know, what was your, like, what was the climate at the time, like, um, within the Juggalo community? Because um, I don't know. What were your <laughs> thoughts of the Wraith when it dropped? Because I know it was a oh. very uh, contentious uh, subject. And we'll find out why. Yes. Um, I still don't know. Yeah. Um, and like, you know, did you, did you have a a circle of friends who also listened to the same music? Um, stuff like that. I, I'm very curious because I don't know many quote unquote old schoolers. Um, I barely know any (laughs) people personally who, you know, consistently still listen to this stuff. So, um, I, I'd really like to, to hear, um, you know, your feelings on all that stuff, and, you know, we'll talk about it on the, on that episode. So, we have an ep- one episode that we're recording right now. We're recording another episode immediately after this one, kind of in a bit of a buffer. One other episode that will be um, an album, and then we're going to do our discussion. So, yeah. so we got- will already have a tweet up at this point, giving more info on it, but again, yeah. please send us an email with those, like, stories or questions or any of that to uh, judgment at gmail.com. Yeah. Um, so now we can actually really jump into this a lot quicker than normal. Yeah. We don't have much more, uh, to talk about with that. For, for once. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't gone to any concerts or anything like that. Nope. I haven't done shit. UK fans go and see ICP when they go over to the UK, when they go to Europe. Also, sorry. Oh, <laughs> that's no. Let them have that fun. Oh no, not, not for ICP. Oh no. What? Oh, they know. Oh. Sorry. Anyway, uh, what are we talking about today? Uh, as I, mean, I was about to say, the other one. Uh, <laughs> as I understand it, we have a, a twisted EP. I'm just gonna I'm gonna be upfront with this, okay? I don't think it's an EP, to be honest. So, <laughs> EP is a very very interesting. Uh, term. Yeah, it was specifically originally it was designed to talk about a specific kind of a size of a vinyl record. Uh-huh. Um, but nowadays it's used to describe something usually tops. You're looking five, six tracks maybe. 
Mm. That's about the cutoff for it. It's usually short. It's bite size. Typically. And it's not really meant to sound like a full thing beginning to end. Mm-hmm. It, you know, you're supposed to get a little chunk of it. This is the equivalent of like a full album to me. How many songs are on this album? I don't remember. There's 11. Yeah. There <laughs> Even if it um, is still really, like, the album itself lengthwise is short. It is. It's only a 38 minute album. But it's like the length of, you know, like a 70s album. It's respectful of your time. It's respectful <laughs> of my time, at the very least. Um, yeah, so. This ain't an EP, is what I'm saying. To me, but, it's not an EP. But th- that's what they've always touted it as being. Yeah, and I know. This is the first EP that Twisted has ever done. It would be the only EP that they would uh, release until 2013, I believe, as far as um, releases that you could get in stores. They've released <laughs> you know, tour EPs and things like that. But uh, this was the first and only one for a little over 10 years. Um, and... I don't understand what um, what the thought process was. If I remember correctly, so I, I discussed before about um, the the single that I tried buying that someone pretty much ghosted me on, mm-hmm. uh, the Wrong With Me single. Yes. Um, which was meant to be for their project called Black Magic, which would be their rock group. Yeah. And they scrapped that idea. The song Wrong With Me is only available as that one single. Apparently, whenever they were going to make that album, that song wasn't even going to be on it. Um, so the single was the only way to get it. I'm still trying to find that motherfucker. <laughs> um, so that was given out, I think it was at the Hollow Wicked of 2001, was where you got the flyer to send in for that. And this came out, at, uh, I think it was April of 2002. So I don't know if the shift was we were going to do Black Magic and then it, we decided to make Mirror Mirror and it shifted that way because as we'll see the production of this the, about half the songs have a rock influence to them yeah um and it's a it's definitely a shift from what we had on uh, the Freak Show album but um I don't understand if they were if they set out to make an EP on purpose of like hey we're only going to make X amount of songs which again 11 songs basically should still be an album. I'm guessing it's because most of the albums that were being put out by Psychopathic were well over an hour at the time. Yeah. So maybe that's why they were considering it an EP. And most of the songs are like not short, but they're not pushing like 4 minutes or right. more. Track-wise, if you just like remove the intros, and mm-hmm. you take out the smoke breaks and Most Tasteless, this one track shorter. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, you're not wrong. It's literally just right there. <laughs> yeah. For the original Most Tasteless? Yeah, the original. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. <clears throat> um, so, yeah. Um, uh, there's uh, there's one thing that we, one thing left for us to do before we uh, dive into this. What is that? Uh, we need to crack open some drank. Some drank. You have what drank? I have a Mike's Hard Black Cherry Lemonade. God damn it. <laughs> We're doing two episodes today, and as you know, I, I feel like you deserve a fresh crack every every episode. Oh, so I'm going to down no, this. Now I feel really, really Crack bad. my other one uh, <laughs> on the other episode that we're doing today. Okay, well, I have a Moon Miss Blue. So. Beautiful. Yep. Why do you feel bad? <laughs> but I won't have... A, uh, a fresh... It's weird to say it like that. A fresh crack. <laughs> that would feel weird. 
<laughs> okay. Crack him. Oh, that sounds lovely. I love this. It really does sound nice. I get some Fagos in glass bottles here. Give me that Fago whiskey bottle from fucking... Uh, <laughs> Rustless. Rustless, yeah. Alright, it's time to get into this. Let's jump into it. Mirror. Hey, it's an intro. It's not an actual fucking song. I'm shocked. No. Um, so, we talked about on Freak Show... I just want to bring up that you can hear a fuck Walmart in here, and I'm like, yeah. Did they really say that? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Really? Yeah. Do you need me to back this up for you? Yeah. Listen to the right track. Okay, sorry. We're gonna start listening. We're gonna... We're gonna... Fuck you! Fuck you! And fuck you! Oh my god. It's great. That's, that's, <laughs> uh, spoiler alert, we used to work on Walmart. Yeah. Um, so, we talked on Freak Show about how uh, where ICP was really talking about the people who are just like the scrubs, you know, the people who are yeah. down on their luck or whatever, and, you know, they always get kicked on or whatever. And we said that, well, Twisted are really catering to the, like, the teenagers who, sort of, yeah. you know, outcast people and such. Exactly. This really hammers that in. So, if I had to describe this, I, I, I'd call it the freak show intro, but sad. Yeah. Like... Like it's a it's a bit of a downer with like, you know, you're hearing hearing Mr. Mr. James uh very salty at a lot of things that's For sure going on. Um between what, his girlfriend dumping him, mm-hmm. gets fired. Fuck uh, Walmart. Yeah, fuck Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> Even back in two thousand two, people saying fuck Walmart. I mean didn't stop seven. I was I was eleven when this uh when this album dropped, so I uh, I didn't have an opinion on Walmart. Yeah, I should uh, I should point I out. I mean, they had I, a video game section. You could play them in the store. That's true. So I mean, that was that was about my view of any. Yeah, store. just literally like go in there and ask my mom, "Hey, can I just go to the video games?" Yeah, like, it's okay, time to go to Hills, smell some popcorn, go play video games. Yeah, Walmart, don't smell popcorn. It's, still go play was, video games. Was Hills uh, a regional thing, or was that was that I have no idea? That's Anybody a question for our followers. Hills it, became Ames. Yeah, Hills then Ames, and then it got demolished. Yeah. Um, <laughs> The building is still there, actually, yeah, it, in our... For those who don't know, it was just an old department store, yeah. and one of the hallmarks of it was, like, they had a big old popcorn machine right in the fucking door. Maybe yeah. that was only at ours, but yeah. I never went to another hill. You Icy's all the time. Icy's. Yeah. And, like, you walk in there, and you just smell popcorn. buttery popcorn, you're like, this Great. is amazing. Like, Kmart ended up doing all that. Oh, did they? Too. Yeah, Kmart was, uh, that was sure. a big deal for them, too. I mean, they stopped existing around me, so I didn't... Yeah, pretty much. Um... I also want to point out, I got this album fairly, like, late. Um, I first grabbed the CD when I was um, still in college, and there was a uh, a record store at um, at the outlets about 20 minutes away from where I went to school. Um, and I caught this uh, used, which was super, super cool, because I could barely ever find copies. And it is harder to find this uh, this album nowadays. Really? Yeah, it's uh, it's a bitch and a half. Like I said, I was they just put some copies up on uh, Twisted Sight, and I was tempted to just buy a new copy just to say that I had a brand new one. But I don't know. Um, 
So, uh, yeah, back on, on the subject of the, the track itself, I mean, it's it's literally just an intro. Yeah, it is. There's, I mean, that's the <laughs> we, as, as we've talked about many times before, unless this is going to be a a Joker card or some kind of, like, themed album, it's really hard to give any kind of, like, yeah, I mean this. This isn't really? like a. I mean, it's it's a good intro for what they're for what they're doing with this one. Like this right. album in general, in general, and I'm call, I'm just gonna call it an album. This album in general is like pretty far on like the depressing side of things. Yeah, uh, yeah. At the is. very least, it opens that way, <laughs> and it uh, it sticks it's to it quite a bit throughout. So there's another thing that I okay. There's a thing that I heard about this album. Okay. Uh, there's there's like a rumor. Okay. About this album, about uh, about some of the songs being directed at certain people. Yes, and we will get to those. We songs. will get to those. And, I mean, like, yeah, I just heard this album in general is kind of uh, it kind of displays a split between twisted and yeah. We'll 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 potentially get there. We'll see. So uh, let's let's move along. This is track two. This is reflection. line that we heard there. Yes. As I understand, it's, uh, it's, it's doing a little hint. Yes. Uh, this is directly uh, referencing what would be the next full LP, um, the Green Book. One that I have. That's right. I did give you a copy, yeah, of, that. A copy of that. <laughs> um, I've listened to it before, too. I don't remember true. anything from it, but yeah, I listened I remember, to it. I remember you posting about that on uh, on, on the Facebooks a long time ago. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, the Green Book was going to be their next full-length album. It did get delayed uh, oh. <laughs> by a few months, so there's actually a small release that they put out that we'll we'll get to. Um, but yeah, even it's right even in uh, the booklet for Mirror Mirror. Oh, really? Yes. Uh, bear with me. I will show Steve. So yeah, for um, the for the most part, this this song though is just about like how the world is a pretty fucked up and hard place to live in. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, very dark imagery in this uh, in this song. Yeah, <laughs> um, which Twisted are obviously no strangers to, right? And um, I, the thing is, is a lot of it is 
we talked, you brought this up first. And the more I listen to some of these older albums, the more I begrudgingly agree <laughs> of Twisted are good rappers. With not much to write about. With not <laughs> much to write about. Did you ever, okay, so you, you played some NES games in your time, yeah? I, I played a, a couple, yes. You played like an old, like a, like a game based on like a horror franchise or something? I have seen people play Friday the 13th. Okay. Friday the 13th is kind of a good one okay. for this. Okay, so you know Friday the 13th, like, who is the villain in Friday the 13th? Uh, that's Michael Myers. Yeah, got it. Okay. Uh, what is there in, in the game Friday the 13th? Fucking, I don't know. You got, like, zombies and stuff, right? Yeah, aren't there zombies in that game? They're, they're, they're like, the main thing that you're running. They're, like, the first thing that you're going to see. Right. You got zombies. You got, like, uh, if you're in the... There's, like, a lake section of it, and there are, like, these, like, fishmen thing that jump out. There are crows that'll dive down and hit you. And that is unnecessary. I you know, like, I think in... Uh, For someone who's never seen the Friday the 13th movies, I'm pretty sure... I'll tell you, none of that movies. really happens. Uh, <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street, that game, like, you, like, punch bats and there stuff. There was a Nightmare on Elm Street There sure was. It was, like, a brawler, actually. It was pretty, what? Pretty weird. It was, like, a four-person brawler, yeah. On what? Uh, it was on the NES, I think, with the four-pad the four pad thing, Oh, no four shit. And I think it was also, like, an arcade game, maybe. Okay. But, uh, yeah, it's... What I'm getting at here right. is whenever they whenever they start doing something where they're talking about like you know dark stuff, mm-hmm. what they do, they do like the same thing that they used to do back in the day with those games where it's just like oh bats that's a spooky yeah, thing shove into the game <laughs> like it, all of these like things that are symbolic of you know spooky stuff yeah you know, it's like it's Halloween here's a ghost <laughs> yeah I mean and but I think you're gonna have that with like any genre of music. Oh, for sure, for sure. People will do that, but I feel like they do that It's very to gen- round out a line that usually has something else in it. I guess, and it could come off as very generic, um, depending on what genre this is. The fact is, is because horrorcore is so, like, specific. I suppose. Hearing, like, the same thing, like, okay, we're hearing about crows. Oh, well, I heard about crows in the song... The Crows on yeah. Dark Lotus, Tales from the Lotus. Pod. But that, like, was focused on something. Yes. Like, the, the crows weren't just, like, a, a crow. It's a thing. It's a it's it's a, it's symbolic of something that they're talking about, yes. like the decaying of, you know, I, yeah. your life. Yeah. Or something. But <laughs> literally, just this entire song is very just, like, let's think of unpleasant things. Yeah. And... Rhyme them for sure. <laughs> okay, like for example, let's take uh, take Shaggy's verse in uh, in Pinkie Pie. Yes, the original, old school. Okay, the very the last one you don't lines. Like as much. Yeah, I mean, I, the very last lines of it. He says, like, now they're getting swallowed by their very own greed. What is he rounded out with? Dark carnival and wicked clowns. Cause we need, which is nothing. The line is nothing. The previous line, substance. The line after that. Eh, needed to rhyme it. Oh, wait, we just... <laughs> okay. And my point is, like, the first half, if it's there, I'll give some credit for it. <laughs> the second half, I'm like, eh. If it's all just that one, I'm like, eh. See, that... it's If, if that wasn't such, like, a big song, it almost would have just been better to... Not have the first part? <laughs> or not have it rhyme. Just to have it be like a, a, a yell off or yeah. something like that, you know, as Shaggy do, just as Shaggy do. So, but 
yeah, I um, I don't have much else on this one. No. I, it's not a track I listen to much, but coming right off of that intro where we already had like themes of negativity and darkness. This just continues it. So yeah. that's already a step in the right direction. It, you know, you're not going to have a, a happy, friendly bullshit song uh, hit up immediately after. So there is one other thing that I want to get to. There is. Regarding the whole horror core genre thing. Go ahead. This album mm-hmm. and, and these tracks, mm-hmm. the production on it. Yes. Fritz the Cat. Fritz the Cat. It's, it's basically... Um, it's Fritz the Cat. It's it's the Sistacerosisanskrit. It's twisted in it's twisted in Fritz. Okay, it's it's literally the same production that we had from Freak Show, yes, but in a completely different direction. Yes, with this, the exception of the straight hip hop tracks that were on Freak Show, everything sounded a little bit more kind of industrial. Yeah, and this has nothing like that. And yet these tracks, they got some fucking like darkness in them. Oh yes, like he yes. like he is nailing the sound of honestly what I would expect out of horrorcore. Right. Like, and if you just hear the words horror core and you're like, it's rap, but spooky. Yeah. This is like, this these kind of sounds is what I would expect out of it. And and this is why, like, we, we've spoken very highly about Mikey Clark. I love him. Who does phenomenal work with ICP. His carnival hip hop is off the fucking chain. But I was always, you know, freak, uh, not freak show, uh, most tasteless, uh, the re-release aside, I wasn't getting that same connection with Twisted. Sure. That he was trying to put forth. And in later albums that Mikey Clark produces that are not ICP, I'm still finding that same lacking. Hmm. And it, it hurts. Him and ICP, fucking genius. They're really good. But Twisted, I think we're a little more versatile with other producers Again, they worked with Fritz, who I believe had also worked at that um, studio from prior, yeah. before they went to Psychopathic, so he was already familiar with what they were doing, sure. and more fine-tuned, and they worked with a couple other producers in the future that I still think are able to get that better. I think that Mikey Clark, with you know, aside from ICP, he has produced other stuff for other people, but... The other people who are on Psychopathic, it doesn't have that same resonation to me. That's fair. So, yeah, Fritz, fucking brilliant. Like, this album sounds very, very good, uh, for the most part, for the style that they're going for. Absolutely. And that's on Fritz. Hell yeah. I got no complaints. Yeah. Move on. Track three. The World. Catch a buzz off me from smoking resin off my tongue And disappearing in dark like the smoke in my lungs But when you walk with me, take a chance for the place is all talk to me And when they call to me, my eyes closed and I can't see straight Now it's pitch black, can't breathe and I can't move like a heart attack Hung over, stone sober, my last guy crashed and burned so game over Control of a parallel you can't even fuck with Cast half the spell and turn you into dark shit Cross never with my faith in God, stick matter from the hole in my arms, I'm hanging from ropes and chains with my veins all caught up in a puddle of the blood. Man, I side, bitch, what up? Realm walking through the smoke, I come. Drank the clubs with green eyes and shipping on blood. Just did it, 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 just did it
Title Mania, straight out his biscuit. You never know how deep shit can get until you're knee deep in it. So come along, give me this day. dark enough to make me scream. Mike really wanted to hear I that. I really wanted to hear those first lines. <laughs> so that's the world. Yeah. Um, what do you think of it? So, this is Reflection Part 2. Uh, I half agree with you. Okay. Well, what's the half we're agreeing with? The hook. Yes. The hook is, yeah, the world's pretty fucked, isn't it? Mm-hmm. What the if the world is, could not get any worse than this? Yeah. It just did. The verses, though, mm-hmm. they're just stunned. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like, they're not... They they have nothing... They're not talking about anything no. regarding, the, like, what the hook is. No. Um, the, the, like, it's... It's just, like... Hook? Man, this is real fucked up. Versus <laughs> secondhand smoke. <laughs> uh... Yeah. Yeah. Um... It's just, like, I... I actually really like this song. It's a good track. I think I like it because it's a, a bit of a faster pace. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like the instrumental to it. It's really uh, good. That uh, got that 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 drum set. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. do, doing its thing. That little little like little piano. Mm-hmm. It's like a goosebumps thing. <laughs> but yeah, this this song, it's 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 rhyming for the sake of rhyming. Yeah, I. <laughs> And I, I hate, I hate when I come to these realizations. I'm sorry because this I, show is your idea. <laughs> I, as we all know, am such a twisted nut rider mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that questioning that is like harmful to my heart. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like no. I mean, it's one thing to be able to rhyme, but. I think that, like... I mean, I'm not going to say that they don't rhyme well. I mean, they do... Yeah. Good. Like, they 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 work some good stuff with those lyrics. Mm-hmm. It's just... They're not saying much. <laughs> yeah. Now, wh- one of the things that is interesting on this track is Monoxide and Madrox are definitely using different delivery styles. Oh, yeah. Um, Monoxide, ever since uh, Freak Show... Um, and you know the other stuff they worked on, like we we mentioned on like Ride and Dirt Day, um, his vocal delivery is I don't want to say like laid back, but it is it's, pretty laid back. But but what I, what I what I mean to say is it's not, it doesn't seem like forced. Mm-hmm. Like it seems very like natural, like comfortable in his. Yes. Uh, Whereas Madrox, which is the why had uh, had us play the first couple lines of his verse, mm-hmm. is he's borderline chopping but not I mean you know he's but again but the thing with Madrox is too is the voice that he puts on for that which is already forced (laughs) it sure is and then forcing yourself to do that while also rapping a bit fast is a stark contrast to Monoxide yeah which isn't a bad thing it's it's cool to have like that difference but they each have uh, another half verse each um, later on, and Madrox does the same exact thing in the beginning of his second one. <laughs> like, that, those first two lines are, like, are, are just wrapped really fast, and it's like, okay, cool. Like, we get something consistent out of that, but again, the contrast between him and Monoxide, I do appreciate. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, there's just there's more dark imagery in this. Yeah, it's it's just a continuation. I just like this one better because it's a bit faster. Um, I like the instrumental a little bit more, so I definitely listen to this way more than I do Reflection. Reflection is a is a very strange one. This this one feels a bit more a bit closer to like a standard like an East Coast hip hop kind of thing. And it's not like as because reflection mm-hmm. has a lot of weird production stuff going on with it. Reflection with is okay. Reflection is probably the closest that we will get to what Freak Show kind of sounded like. Yeah, because yeah. it does still have a bit of that like grindy. Yeah, uh, for sure. Sounds in the background. That's probably the closest that we get. I think. Um, Oh, there might be one other track a little yeah, bit later, but yeah, yeah that, that's all I mean with it. But yeah, I mean, like I said, I just enjoy this one more than Reflection, but there is no correlation really between the chorus and the verses. Nah. <laughs> the more I think about it, like, but you were pointing that out, but I don't even you know. It's a good track, though. So let's, uh, let's just keep this uh, train rolling. Uh, this is track four for those of you featuring. You hear that? Blaze Dead Homie. Yeah. We off the train tracks, homeboy, out of control. Me and Mad Trucks rockin' bitch, slapping the world. I say some shit to make the coast girl quick. Little bitch, paint a picture like Picasso. Put your blood with the drug. Take a sip, it makes me stronger than the strongest man. And my mind takes a journey to the farthest land. I'm the whole world's crib tonight. I got these bitches on their knees, kissing hands, crying, begging for their life. I'm a butcher knife to the neck. Gotta go. When you just a hoe, do you ain't a juggalow. Watch what you want your mouth to represent. You get your head split. They can't stitch, I'm a scrub for life Don't let the hair stop rubbing with a bag of weed Looking to blow it, those who don't know it I'm a knockout, place up a smoke And pass that shit to your boy and give his bitch a choke Bad on for those of you it's a grooving drag it is um i this, honestly this didn't write much statement. about this mm-hmm. because again this is a stunting track like straight up oh beginning yeah to end but blaze yes he's still got a 12 gauge mm-hmm. <laughs> he's, he's of always got a 12 gauge why would he not? not only does he have a 12 he at the beginning of the verse it's a sawed off and then at the end he's like i did not mention what gauge that, that sawed off was <laughs> is a 12 gauge by the way <laughs> i'm sorry i didn't mention what gauge that- <laughs> can i just appreciate the fact that he said that he was going to powerplex us <laughs> He does not announce what his name is, but he does spell it. He does at the end, yes. <laughs> um, I, love, so. like, I love Blaze verses just to listen to them because hearing his delivery is great, but I also really love making fun of some of his writing because <laughs> it's just. I just love it. I can't help it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Blaze, I'm Blaze you're all right. You're good. You're good at rapping. It's just. Man, <laughs> there's some stuff that I see a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, I um, I love. There's a lot to like about this song. Mm. This is played a lot at concerts. Um, again, like in the verses, that little, that little piano thing, mm-hmm. like this. Like them chords, they are gross, but in context, they sound great. Yeah, Man, that's my shit. <laughs> the, for some reason, there, I. Uh, 
the instrumental of it, like, it's, it's mostly just the drum set. It reminds me of another song that they did, but I can't quite remember. But it also might be one that shows up later. I don't oh. part now. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I dig this song a lot. It is kind of a, like, stunting on y'all track. Yep. Um, but I do, uh, I do want to point out one of the last lines that Madrox says. Go on. Where he says, um, Let's see. Lost a hundred grand, so fuck a fan base. Show me family face, no matter the size, shape, or race. Hmm. And I like that. Because that literally just means, like, if you're down with us, it doesn't matter, like, what you look like. It doesn't matter any about that stuff. If you're down with us, cool. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Like, this this is for the people who, you know... I mean, it, this is not for the people who don't know. Yeah. If you don't know, then if you, you, it, ain't, you, you, you it, it ain't for those of you. Yeah. <laughs> now, the thing... Okay, so the chorus, for those of you who don't know, never blow hydro. I, I don't even know, man. Because, I mean, like, I, I, don't, I don't trust genius on anything anymore. Because, I, man, especially, especially on fucking psychopathic record stuff, I do not trust genius on their lyric and comprehending I mean, abilities. I mean, that is Sometimes actually, I do. That is actually the line. Okay, cool. For those of you who don't know, never blow hydro. I don't. Um, is that a prerequisite for being a juggalo? I don't know, man. Have I been living a lie for the last 13 years? 13, 14, Probably. I don't fucking know. I mean, you also haven't been to the gathering. That's true. We Only, know that that's a prerequisite. Oh, yeah. Prerequisites of, of juggaloism. You have to you have to smoke the weeds. You have to go yeah. to... To the got J. You gotta. Um, you have to... We need to make a checklist of this stuff. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta take all this down. Um, send, send us that for, for our discussion. <laughs> powerbomb motherfuckers and the thumbtacks. Oh, yeah. Walk up in your house where you're having supper. You gotta, you gotta dip, nuts dip the nuts in the soup. Whoop loop. Bust nut and macaroni. Yeah. The person has to finish the last bit. You have to sit there while they do it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That could take a while. If it, if it was, like, right when you got at the beginning of dinner. That's true. Like, you might be waiting at the, for a time. I mean, I scarf down some macaroni, though, so it depends on who it is. Yeah. Track number five. <laughs> <laughs> Through your eyes. Comprehend 
paid that earlier than I so, actually did. You mentioned Yes. A little bit earlier. So, gee, uh Mike. Yeah. That verse that we heard. Uh-huh. Uh was, was, I wasn't paying attention enough, but it was Jamie Madrox first, yeah? It was Jamie Madrox. He sounded like he was uh, angry with somebody. It sounded like he had some issues. Because, uh, like, what I was hearing... I mean, here's the thing. This, as, as verses go, this is about as focused as you hear Twisted get whenever they're writing a verse. Jeez. Well, I mean, like, this this is like the kind of... Like, whenever you hear that they have a topic, they're, they're on it, is what I mean. Right. Like, this is this is them whenever they're, like... About something. Uh, but at the same time, I find it kind of hard to follow in some places because of what he's saying, the way that he's trying to get this across. But it sounds like he's talking about somebody who's kind of like leeching off of him, but also building him up to be more than he actually is. And, uh, but like that person also like is significantly less than him regardless. But I don't know. <laughs> <sighs> it's weird the way that he, his, his wording is, it, it leaves a lot to be desired to me to paint up the full picture of what he's saying. So, this song has long been thought to be a diss track as a whole. Towards Violent J. Yes, that is what I heard. Now. I can semi-see that. I would want to know where the... Like, what the base is for it. Um, when you figure, okay, so this is 2002, Twisted have been rolling with ICP for about four years now, and I'm, I'm curious to know what behind the scenes would have been the cause for it to be a disc to Violent J. Hmm. Um, I mean, like, it, it seems like it would be a lot of this, like, you recall their reason for not going to the, uh, the March thing, yeah? What's that? You recall, like, their stated reason for not attending the march, as it were. I feel like that sentiment carries through to a lot of things regarding Violent J. So, there's... There's an interview that I have on here, and I think that it's actually part of the, um... Uh... Another release that we'll talk about um, a little bit soon in the future. And they straight up acknowledge this song on yes. it. Uh, it's it's an interview with Monoxide where he is saying everybody thinks that, you know, they dissed ICP. Sure. And apparently it's not a diss to ICP. Okay. It is a diss to, quote unquote, the mainstream um, basically the fact that they had been on Island Def Jam and Island Def Jam was telling them that, you know, you need the album to be like this, you need to sound like this, it has to have this kind of song on it. Because mm-hmm. um, Freak Show was put out by Island Def Jam. Technically, Mestasis uh, was as well, the re-release. Um, so, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I mean, that is... I can also look at it as it's the view of what non-Juggalos think that Juggalos are like. I suppose. Just that generalization of... Yeah. You know? I mean, with the... with the Like, the way that he's talking it, I can... De- I, I would definitely see it, at the very least, of being directed towards somebody at a label that he was a part of. Right. 
Uh, there's there's a lot of a lot of the. Uh, I thought I'd say the word radio at one point. Yeah, well, a, a lot of the wording that that Madrox uses specifically in his verse, I didn't pay as much attention to monoxides. Like I even like looked through it and I was like, I don't. I mean, I feel like he's there, but he's I. I just can't read as much into it as mm-hmm. well. Uh, but like Madrox is just very direct in a lot of ways. Yes. And he's talking about things like. Uh, let me just go look this line up again real quick. <laughs> Can't put it away. Just Talking about despising the way you capitalize on situations you always seem to. I mean, that's like, that's literally what like record labels do. They capitalize on another person's work and then exactly just kind right. of trash them whenever they don't need them anymore. Yup. And they will, you know, frequently build people up and give them the promise of like, you know, the the big life and all that stuff, and then they run away with all the money and the person has nothing. Yeah. Stay independent. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's tough if either it's, way. If it's, if, it's, if it's not your full-time job, stay independent. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> I suppose. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this... Just read your contract. Yeah. Have somebody else read it. Have yeah. somebody who you trust read your contract. Get a really smart lawyer. DJ M. Stone. Get Legal Eagle on it. <laughs> He's cool. I don't know if he does contract law. <laughs> <laughs> but this song, uh, this one's always stood out to me, though. Um, it's definitely a Us Against Them mm-hmm. song, which Twisted, while they do fairly frequently, um, they do excel at it, um, I think. Yeah, for sure. So, um, And this one has a, a very similar like instrumental to the last one again we're gonna see um uh, kind of a theme with a lot of the uh the drums on this uh, i mean yeah are fairly sure. consistent on this album but that i said really i really like feel them. like the tracks are like they don't feel the same mm-hmm. which is oh which there's is always nice a different feel and this one if if in a weird way the the actual instrumental for this one is a little bit uplifting um, I suppose a little bit. Like, there, there's like a, a guitar that's in the verses that plays that just has a bit more of an uplifting feel to it than some of the other ones. Interesting. Um, like, it definitely doesn't sound like The World. Yeah. Like, huh? The World has the same kind of drums in it, but the rest <laughs> of the instrumental is just like... <laughs> yeah, it, it, it keeps that feel. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's just how I feel on this one. There's... Yeah. I don't have much else to offer. I do. I, I do see why there's a lot of people who fully would believe that this is a, just a violent J or ICP in general. But at the same time, I think that things were going pretty well for both parties at that time. Yeah, so I, don't, I don't know it as well. Like, but I, 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 I don't know the whole history I think, thing. I think the worst thing that Twisted had dealt with at this point was. Uh, when they had a tour over in Europe, and it was just a terrible time for all parties involved. Ah, uh, damn. Um, that was, like, on ICP, on Twisted, like, everyone. They just had a shit time. Um, but other than that, now I don't know of anything else that was really a, a, a detriment to either, to, to anybody. Right on. So, let's, let's move on. We're, we're getting halfway. This is... What's that? What's that? They say we're just a couple in the way your ass talking way too fast and all our shit it sound like trash you can't see us replicate us and try to be us and swap me to strike adidas now what you holding down dog your whole style 
Hey Mike. Yeah. What's that? That's another song about flexing, if I ever heard one. So, there's a thing that I hear in this. There's there's something I'm I'm hearing somewhat of a diss track in this. Oh. It sounds like they're they're directing some shit at somebody. It might just be for the haters. I'm not sure. But I'm hearing some dissing. Hmm. It's just you know what I mean. Are you you're reading the lyrics right now? Mm. Are you uh? Are you, what what do you see in there? Let's see. You can't see us, replicate us, and try to be us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Your rhymes is whack and shit don't bump. You say I'm hating. Hell nah, I'm just telling the deal. And since I hate you, then I don't give a fuck how you feel. Mm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, I never really read into that. This they is they say that. somehow we made it through, don't know how, somehow we do, without relying on radio or interviews. I mean, it's it's this one does sound again like they they might just be talking like talking shit on like you know like the mainstream shit and all that, but I don't know, man. I don't. Hmm. You know. Hmm. And there's no details on on genius about this, and there's not. I may not trust them for lyrics so much anymore, but I do trust them for the little annotations. Ah, <laughs> uh, I was really hoping to see like just even typing that in. So the, the sad thing is, is uh, <laughs> the uh, were there like prominent beefs that Twisted had going through this time? So the only dis that I know directly of or any problems, I don't even think that they occurred at this time just yet. They did have some issues with the Cottonmouth Kings. Oh. Now, I don't recall if that was in 2002 or not. That might not have even been at this time, if it was. This came out, obviously, in April of 2002. I don't know um, if if this has happened yet. If you'll actually give me a second, I will hurry up and check. Yeah, because, I mean, like... That's all I'm hearing in this. I'm hearing a lot of dissing going on. And mm, you know what? This, this album in general seems to have quite a few beefs going through it. It's quite possible. Okay, so... Oh, you know that, what? That beef... I, it might have something to do with the next track as well. It might. Um, Is that what you're about to talk about, or what are you talking about? I was not, but I did but find you know out what I'm talking the, about. The issue that happened was... Um, in 2001, Twisted and the Cottonmouth Kings were meant to go on a tour oh. called the Stoned in the Cemetery Tour. And basically, Cottonmouth Kings were supposed to start on the West Coast, Twisted were supposed to start on the East Coast, and they were supposed to merge in the center. Interesting. And I guess there was issues with, like, payments or whatever. Oh. And just shit became really, really bad. Oh, damn. Um, we will come to a song uh, in the future that basically flat out disses them as well as somebody else. More there. directly. Uh, yeah. Oh gosh. Not necessarily by... Well, kind of. We'll get there. We'll okay. Get there. Yeah, we, we'll get we got there. some time. We'll, we'll cover it. But, um, but yeah, so I, I don't know if this is directed towards them. I doubt it, but I don't see anything about... It's sad because when I type in, like, Twisted and then Diss, the biggest thing that's showing up is the song that... Um, Violent J came out with a couple of years ago. Uh, 
Um, <laughs> the six foot seven foot, or sorry, uh, seven foot eight foot picture. Um, which then Gmoski responded to. Yeah. So yeah, it's hard to find uh, <laughs> info on that. It's not like trying to be like, why did Eminem beef with this person? Well, that's really fucking easy. You can find everything about that. Yeah. But it's a little more obscure with uh, with people from psychopathic, honestly. Um, this song, to be completely honest, though, this could have been on Freak Show. I can see that. This this kind of still retains a little bit of that feel that a lot of the songs on that album had. Um, a little bit stripped down, but I could totally see this being, like, maybe towards the end of that album. I could see that, yeah. Maybe put this, like, between Where It's Going Down and Maniac Killer. Perhaps. Maybe. But that's just what I'm getting out of it. Yeah. So. Uh, we ready to move on? I'm ready to move on. Okay. This is track number seven. This is Left Field featuring Violent J. tell you something real quick um just because uh a uh a gay person like sued you you know you gotta you gotta deal with that shit with that person you know you know what i'm saying monoxide do you fucking hear my words monoxide you fucking bitch you fucking hearing this shit you're a piece of shit fuck you <laughs> Um, so apparently, uh, a house of crazy sued them. Uh, the the old their old the manager, manager, yeah, sued uh, sued them for the rights to their old albums. Um, unfortunately, on Genius, there's a link to an interview um, with the guy uh, discussing it, but it's it is a, a dead, dead link, link yep. and it super bums me out because I really want to know more about that. I was going to take a look too. And then- um, so, if any Juggalo historians want to hit us up uh, with more info on that, uh, I'd be very appreciative because I've had trouble finding anything on it. Um, so, not that I want to just gloss over that, because that is a pretty significant line, because he just goes right out there. Um, this is actually a very important uh, song really? in Twisted's uh, catalog, as well as ICP's. Uh, this is the very first time that there is a track done with oh, yeah. solo Sorry. members yeah. of both Twisted and ICP. Yeah. Um, so, yes, Monoxide uh, and Violent J, just Violent J, no Shaggy, 
on this uh, doing trade-offs, which honestly works. And there's actually uh, a bit of interesting freshness about this is this is not the only song. Earlier this year, it was unearthed that there is a song called Right Field, which is Minoxide and Shaggy 2 It was only released on the compilation Don't Play This For Anyone, which was uh, included in the the Twisted 10K boxes. Um, And the instrumental is different. Um, Monoxide has different verses. Shaggy has verses. They do trade-offs. There's actually kind of a hook in there. Um, So, I mean... Definitely check that out. I think I actually might like that version a little bit more than this one, to be completely honest. Um, but, yeah, both of those are, are fairly important tracks for Twisted and, again, ICP, because neither of them have done songs with just one member uh, of each group. So it's it's pretty interesting, and, you know, it works. Just it would be nice if there wasn't, you know, unnecessary homophobic uh, comments. Um, the rest of this is more of just kind of flexing. I think the Violent J has... Yes. What's that? More or less, yeah. yeah. Um, I do like um, Violent J's versus the Violent J. Um, it's around this time where J starts rapping in a way that... I, I don't know how to really describe it, but it happens a lot on ICP's next album, where just the style that he chooses to rap in is different than prior ICP records. Part of it is his voice, because um, he sounds different, but I, I don't know what it is. I just really like how he raps. Like This era of Jay is one of my favorite ones that we get from ICP. Um, so, yeah. I don't have much else on this one. I don't have much to say about it. <laughs> um, was there anything else on there? I don't think there was. Oh, uh, and I, I, I mouthed it to you. I just really love the thoughts in my head. Oh, yeah. <laughs> from, I think that was Something. Terror Wheel. Was that? I think it was Terror Wheel. It was a long time ago. Yeah, probably. Um, So, I just really liked that he, and he even like, imitated the same uh like the same style of the two. It was cool. So we ready to move on? Yeah. I am not. Ugh. Same. This is track eight. Dirty little girl. Thanks for the pussy baby. Now I gotta go. You were so freaking lady. But you just another hoe. Just another hoe. Thanks for the pussy baby. Now I gotta go. I 
I don't like this song. Really? I never have liked it. You do not it. like this twisted love song? I get <laughs> I get annoyed when I hear it at shows, because they play this at shows. Really? Yes. <laughs> I just... Oh, my God. This is one of the worst ones. It, it's like... It's like um, what was the track on uh, Psychopaths from Outer Space? Old School uh, Pervert. Oh, that one, yeah. I just don't like it. It's That's just too much for me. I don't care for it. Um, And part of me just like... Every now and then I decide to put the song on again to be like, Do I really just to like see. this song? And then it just reaffirms it. Nah, so I don't like this song. It's not for me. Maybe it's okay. No. No, no definitely not. <laughs> Binoxide trying to sing uh, in the second verse. Oh, God. <laughs> oh. The longest running joke is anytime Binoxide tries singing, it sounds like Madrox has a gun pointed to his head. <laughs> <laughs> um, Like Surge when he does covers. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. On. Wow. The Godzilla one wasn't too He bad. still has that sound. Yeah, I mean, you're not... I <laughs> Come on, man. Chill out, Serge. Have some confidence in yourself. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Like, come on, you nailed that hook on straight out the gate. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't like this song. I never... It's I, pretty I, whatever. I just... Uh, the track is okay. The... <laughs> I just hate the I just hate the lyrics and everything so much I don't even give a fuck about the instrumental. <laughs> I I don't have justification for this one. Yeah, no, it's where just, you're just like, oh, we gotta have a song about bitches. Yeah, gotta do it. We have this hook. We don't have very many lyrics, so how about we just bury white over this? <laughs> <laughs> I uh, and I don't need I don't need any more songs of. Madras <laughs> talking basically to himself. Yeah. Uh, sensually? Is that the word I wanted to use? Yeah, probably. Uh, I just, no. Anyway, Please, up next. Oh, but, 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 the end of this has a little skit, kind oh, of, shit. from Blaze. I don't remember. He's not even on the song, and he's got to tell you who he is. There he goes, it's blazing that motherfucking homie! He doesn't even have a verse on it! He's gotta tell you his name! You gotta know. You got a unique enough voice! I know who you are! Ah, his name is Blake. No! <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> well, are you ready to move on? Sure, this because, is. Because, uh. Never forget. Oh uh, my I'll... gosh! <laughs> this is Cant. Way. I can guarantee if you apply yourself to life like silly buddy, everybody, 
even if you're ugly You got a chance in this motherfucker be somebody Don't let nobody stand in the way of what you want And stop believing all the lies and the shit you've been taught Even if you tried, you can say you did Instead of living your life, always wondering what would happen You can be the captain of your own enterprise USS Realize It's up to you to make the change But you don't, and I can't figure out why you won't Why you won't Yeah, it's alright. This is, I think, the fastest track on here. Um, tempo-wise. I have... I have some feelings about it, though. I do, too. Madrox, his verses, especially that first one, are, like, fairly uplifting. Yeah. He's kind of like, you know what? Just, you, you can do it. Like, you can't just feel like you're always going to fail. You got to at least try. But Monoxide, I think, just loses track of that. <laughs> he kind of just goes off on his own tangent. Yeah. <laughs> and that makes me really mad. <laughs> like, you could have had a really complete song on this one if, like, I don't know, maybe Madrox, like, showed you his verse. <laughs> and been like, yo, this is what I got. And I wonder like, if they did just write separately and they never really talked about what a song You know, like. I've... So, like they just like took like they they were like we're gonna do a song. They go write verses and right. then they come back and they're like, we gotta figure out a hook. We're gonna have to pick one of these verses to make the hook based on. <laughs> and like, it's because I, I I remember seeing uh, or, or rather hearing a thing. It's on that same compilation I mentioned earlier. Where, earlier where they were talking about um, in between the tracks they were they would give a little bit of uh, insight as to like how they would record. Mm-hmm. Where they would be like, Madrox would say like, you know, I'd write write something and record it, you know, and then I'd bring it over to to Monoxide, you know, and then I'd go back and I'd re-record it and you know rewrite it and re-record it and everything. And I want to know like, okay, was that always the process, or was that something that you developed later on? Because again, it's it seems like there's a disconnect between their two verses mm. where. Madrox, again, as being, you know, fairly positive, but Monoxide, I don't even, like, bring up these verses. Yeah, like, I don't know. I, I don't, I can't discern it. Like, I, <laughs> he just seems like he's kind of just confused. I mean. That's literally what it is. Yeah. Like, that's, that's all I'm getting out of Monoxides. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. The, uh, I think my thing with with Madrox's verse. And I mean, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do the thing that I do because I gotta do the thing that I do. I you can't have help. to. I feel, yeah, it's always good to to have, like strive for things. I think you know, you know, you got you got to strive for something, whatever. But I feel like a person who has achieved success in the way that they did, they are pretty successful at this point. I would say, yeah, they're touring regularly. They're living off of this. Sure. I mean, you're not. You're not like. What, where? Where are we at here? What's What's your What's your take here? I mean. Yeah, I mean. I feel like they've already released several "We Made It" songs. In fact, <laughs> we made a "We Made It" song on most tasteless. <laughs> 
Oh, that was, yeah, a fucking Ain't a Damn Thing Change from that's Crypto right, Collection yeah, yeah, 1. Yeah, that, that weird one, yeah. Right. <laughs> well, they're like, already talking about, you know, they're on fucking Def Jam or whatever the fuck. I, I feel like people who who have sort of achieved a level of success have have significantly more of an ability to, you know, believe that, well, I did it, therefore... Mm. Yes. And... I think that's a bad mindset in a lot of ways. Right. Because guess what? You hit the fucking lottery, like straight up. There isn't a chance for everybody. <laughs> like, that's not the way that things work. There is only so much attention that could be given to, you know, anybody's stuff in the world. And the attention that goes to yours is attention that somebody else cannot get. <laughs> like, it can't be shared completely. <laughs> It, you will run out, is my point. There was... Uh, I can't remember. Oh, there is a portrait there. Oh, shit. For the life of me, I can't remember who it was. But it was it was a musician, and they're successful or whatever. Mm -hmm. And somebody was like, you know, do you have advice for people who are trying to make it? And he said... And they, they said something along the lines of, like, you can't take the advice that I would give you because it's different for everybody. Yeah. Like, what worked for me will probably not work for you. Mm -hmm. Like, you have to like, find your own way. For sure. And while that's like kind of disappointing, it's like, well, but you did it, so how did you do it? It's also a... Like, we know... I was a fucking, like, lightning bolt... Right. <laughs> you know, stroke of luck. That will likely not hit you as well. Yeah, jo Jonathan Colton once said, uh, it's, it's on, like, the Best Concert Ever DVD. It's... It's a concert, but it's cut with like his him like sort of doing like a little travel documentary in between some songs. And one of the things that he says in it is like he says, "I believe that people uh, should do the thing." Like he believes that they're like people are meant to do things, and that's what they should be doing. And then he, but then after that, he's like, "But also, I'm in a position where I can believe that." <laughs> and like I think that that's like a that's like a thing that people miss whenever they re like reach that sort of level. They forget, like, yeah, I mean, I, this could have just gone nowhere, and there, we know the names of people who spent their lives working hard for stuff and died with nothing. Mm -hmm. Like, we know this. Yeah. <laughs> Name any painter. <laughs> like, a lot of them fucking died with nothing. They, they were worth nothing until they died. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I, you know, not to take away from Fame. full positivity and all that stuff, but pa I'm just going to say, like, straight pa up, it's, it lets you ignore that there are problems that are preventing people from just being able to live a base, decent life. Yeah, I mean, posthumous fame is one thing. It does not help you when you're still here. It sure don't. And <laughs> if you, like, he's, like, even his last line is, like, at least you can know that you tried. It's like, nothing you tried also doesn't pay bills, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, like, I... <laughs> okay, okay. Real talk here. Real talk. I am on my third job this year. Okay? I left my job of six years back in March. I went to a different job for about six months. Went to a new job um, back in September. And I am stressed as shit. I was stressed as shit at the last job. I was stressed as shit at the first job. <laughs> the difference out of all these... I'm doing different stuff at each one, and I'm thankfully making a little more money at this one. That said, 
it is still fucking terrifying. It is also <laughs> a matter of when people tell me, oh, you, like, your happiness or whatever, or anything that's going wrong, you know, most of that, like, you can actually change. <laughs> Don't tell me that <laughs> when I have, like, student debt, yeah. when I have a car payment, a car, you know, that I need to get to my job. Yeah. <laughs> you know? My personal like, responsibility won't take a rich person's boot off my neck, to right. be honest. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, Bill Gates became the richest person in the world again, uh, I think it was last month or something. Yeah. I tweeted at him saying, hey, can you throw like 20 grand my way to take care of my debt? Did I get a response? No, I didn't. <laughs> Would I have taken it and been like, tell me your your student debt? Fuck yeah, I would have. <laughs> like, without question. Bill Gates' accomplishment was kicking something off that then just allowed him to never have to do anything again, and he will still be paid for it. Yeah. He does not have to do anything, and his wealth just generates from nothing. But but the thing of, of when people are like, you are like a direct... Like, most of the stuff that's bad, you can change. <laughs> that is not always the case. Hell no. Stop forcing people to believe that. In fact, whenever we get to the next album that we're talking about, we get to talk about people who don't have that option to just decide to change their lives for the better. We'll talk about it. Next episode. Wait for the next episode. You got two weeks. <laughs> so, but Unless yeah. you're binging this in the future, you can listen to it <laughs> Immediately. Now. But preferably after you finish this one, because yeah, you know, we'll give, it some time. give it some time. We only got two tracks left. Yeah, got anything else on this? No, I went on a rant as is. And Me I don't too. Want no more. <laughs> Track number ten. Alone. I'm not alone in being the only person who just doesn't really care for this song. Too it's kind of underwhelming. Yes, there's uh, something about the mix that's really that was really weird to me whenever I was listening to it. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know if it was just like I feel like the guitar is like just really weird and low, and it doesn't like punch well. It sounds kind of muddy. It's honestly, if I was, you know, I think it might be. Hmm. I think it's because Fritz the Cat is mixing for a rap track. 
Mm. And it, whenever there's whenever you're singing over stuff, I feel like there's something different needed. You want them to punch more mm-hmm. because whenever you're rapping, you need to be able to hear your articulation a lot more. Yes. If you are holding out notes and stuff like that, you're going to understand it more than likely. It, it kind of takes away all of the stuff from like accent and all this other stuff, so you can you can understand a held note a lot more. Mm-hmm. So I think that may be what the mixing thing is that I was hearing because the guitars just sound like. They sound really compressed and just not there. Mm-hmm. There's no punch to them. They're not with me. They're yeah. The the track just doesn't sound like a. It's a. It's a, It's supposed to be a rock track. It does not. It's not mixed like one. I. I. You know what? I'll agree with you. I do like the chorus a lot. Like that is the it's highlight bad, yeah. to me. Um, most of the vocals are not good <laughs> in the verses. <laughs> Madrox. So they they already put some kind of modulation on them. Um, especially on monoxides. <laughs> I need to know what gun, it, what kind of gun monoxide was so afraid of that was being pressed against his temple. It was Blaze's 12 gauge. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Sing that shit, motherfucker! No one else actually carries one but Blaze. Whenever he's talking about his 12 gauge sawed off, he actually has that. For, like, Madrox. So. It's no secret that Madrox wanted to be a rocker. Sure. Like, that was his thing. He he always liked that. Yeah. He puts forth the best effort that he can, mm-hmm. and I can say, you made an honest attempt. Yeah, sure. You tried, and, and it doesn't sound terrible. Yeah. Like, Monoxide, stop making him try and sing. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Please. It sounds like me whenever I'm in the car and I have my stereo blasting and I w- I'm still trying to sing but hear myself. It's just, it's bad. Because then I'm pitchy and I just sound like butt. Don't do it. You will hurt your throat. Um, I don't, do I have anything else? I don't have a lot about this. I mean, it's just about like voices and stuff. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I literally wrote <laughs> I literally wrote, I always blank on this track. The chorus is great, but the verses lose me. I, I got nothing else. Darn. Well, I'm next. Fuck it. Eleven. You're the reason. We haven't come to the end of our journey. This is just the beginning. The beginning of what you ask. The beginning of heaven. Through the eyes of many, we are judged daily. Although their hatred for us may seem great, it'll never surpass the love we pledge to each and every one of you. Show me the reason why. Freely and give a finger to those who try to hate but want to 
close it off with a good thank you track. This is to the Juggalos. This is a thank you letter to Juggalos. Yeah. And it honestly is probably one of the biggest ones that Psychopathics ever put out. It's a really good track. Probably just second Juggalo Family. Yeah. Like, that, that's, that's like yeah. the only song that I could think like it's one thing when we have like the song Down with the Clown. Sure, sure. Which is still It's a party track more so. Right. It's like a Juggalo party track. But I mean uh, there's there's only a handful of other ones that I think have this same kind of feel. There's actually one I didn't even I, I just remember this one. There's a song that we will actually talk about. We'll talk about it on our discussion um episode because it was just released on a compilation and okay. we touched everything else on it. Sure. But it's a very, very uh track in a similar vein. Um but this uh the the actual instrumental itself it reminds me of a faster renditions of reality uh, from most tasteless just it it kind of has that uh, I don't want to say like psychedelic like style to it but like uh, it's it's got some like bleeps and bloops yeah in it that just hit a specific register like <laughs> in my ear holes that is just it's very pleasant. This has a really cool chill track to it. It is. Yeah. It's a good track it's to end this. Laid back, yeah. This is this is probably like the <laughs> See I think uh it's it's definitely a stark contrast to alone, but this is like sure. this is definitely like it almost feels out of place on here and it probably just does. A little bit I suppose yeah. But it does sound like a psychopathic ending track. It does. And this is long. It's five minutes and 30 yep. seconds. Um, there is a, a little bit of like an outro thing that's basically hinting at uh, Green Book. Yeah. But no, this song is big. Like there's a part where like they do the the fake ending basically. Yeah. Where they're like, okay, yeah, we're done. They just do the, I won't let you down like a couple times. And then it hits the chorus again. Like mm-hmm. it's big. And it's a, it's a good ending. Yeah, like oh, for you, sure. We we've come to acknowledge that you know these ending tracks that Psychopathic put out really good, they, but they they're meant to be like a finality. Yes, like they're meant to really feel like this, this one's the last track it out for sure, and it does. It does a great job of it. Um, both Monoxide and Androck have very solid verses on all of them, explaining you know why they're so happy that they have the fans that they do. Yeah, there's a there's a really good track that I heard. Um, it was it was at Magfest actually last mm-hmm. year. Uh, Lex the Lexicon artist. Okay. It's not one of her tracks actually. I found out. I was just looking it up. It's a Vince Vandal track called "Why We Do." It was featuring Lex and uh, Schaefer the Dark Lord. Okay. Uh, it was just her and Schaefer at Magfest. Uh, it's called and it's, it's called "Why We Do," and it's just them talking about like what like basically they talk about whenever they were kids, like the rappers that they looked up to and that they wanted to be like. And basically talking about how now they are doing that to be that for someone else. Right. And, like, and that's, that's fucking awesome. That is a really, really good reason to do that. Hell yeah. I, I can, I admire that. And they, they give their shout outs to the people that inspired them and all that stuff. And all the people who had their backs through that. And that's, that's the good shit, man. That's Hell why, yeah. That's why this track, I love it. I love it like a lot, man. It's really good. It is. And like. I don't have anything negative on this one, really. No, I mean, I, the only negativity that I had to say about it is actually only related to just other stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like, Monoxide, appreciate that diversity shout-out, but check yourself in your other tracks, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
it's an ongoing thing. You don't just decide that you're diverse and that's it. It's a thing you gotta do. Follow up. Yeah, follow up. Follow through. Yeah. It's an active thing that you have to have to partake in. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's, that's that's mirror. That is mirror mirror. mirror. <laughs> what uh, what are your thoughts on this one? Like I said, uh, this one, uh, like production wise and stuff, definitely falls more into like that. That like horror cores that like what I would expect out of this. It has like the production is is fucking ace on it, and they also just have like that good hip hop bass to it that they keep down. Mm-hmm. Um, in general, I mean, it's a good listen. It's a pretty short listen too. Uh-huh. You know, I can appreciate that. It is very respectful of my time. Yes. Um, like a, the, a couple of the tracks are. Eh, you know, in terms of just like stop singing, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, like, I think it, uh, I think it has a pretty strong like. Mm, once you get through like the intro stuff, it, it it comes like it's it starts off a little bit, eh, but then it it strengthens as it goes, mm-hmm. then drops off, and then ends really has, really strong. It's it starts kind of on. Uh, it has a it has a small like hill that it goes up, yeah, and then it plateaus, and then it has a big valley at track eight, <laughs> <laughs> and then it immediately goes back up. Yeah. Um. That's so a- you know what? It's it's interesting. Mirror Mirror is an album that I never really paid much attention to when I was younger. Again, I got this. I think it was my freshman year in college, freshman or sophomore year in college, and. There were a couple songs I just listened to a lot back then. There was only a couple of them. Um, I remember a while ago where people were talking about like, oh, you know, what's a what's an album that you you know hold near and dear to you, or what's one that you want to see them perform again? And and somebody made a made a comment of like, you know, I like all this stuff, but hell, I don't see anybody do you know doing a mirror mirror chant at a show anytime soon <laughs> because it's one that kind of like flies under the radar, like. For those of you, is one of the songs that we just hear consistently at shows, um, as well as I think you're the reason as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and they actually did perform this album beginning to end at uh, I think it was Attack of the Ninjas last year. Oh. They actually uh, anybody who did VIP got special copies of this album that have like a different uh, cover art on them. A friend of mine got one, and. Whenever I went to the mystery show that was earlier this year where I got uh, that jersey, they did perform some songs on this record that I hadn't heard before. Um, and so I decided to, you know, take time to sit down and listen to more of these songs. And I think I actually do have a, a greater appreciation for some of these songs nowadays. Um, but some of the other ones, just hearing them more had just made them so much more unbearable. I hate Dirty Little Girl. I really do. That's fair. Um, Reflection is okay. Alone, I wish that they could just repurpose the chorus to something else. Because I really like the chorus. I just don't like the rest of the track. Um, But honestly, the rest of this album is a lot more solid than I initially remember it being. And that's a credit to the production. Um, And... It's a credit to trying to look at this, you know, objectively nowadays. I do enjoy this album more. Yeah. What uh, What are your standouts? Uh, you're the reason is an easy one to go with. Okay. 
Uh, I think for those years, really good. Might even go with uh, Three Your Eyes. Might be my third one on that. So you know what? Yeah. I think that we're gonna match. Right on, man. The only the only oh. other one that that sticks out for me is the world. I really do like that track. I don't that know that was like my fourth. Yeah, <laughs> I had to go. So with we one. match was, across the board. I was thinking about one. it. I was like the world, and I was like, oh, I think through your eyes might shit. be that, might edge it out. There. I think that's the first time we've ever <laughs> matched on songs. This one's a this one's a pretty like uh, awesome. straight up one. Yeah. All right. So I found an interesting thing. Oh. Uh, during this discussion, yeah. I've occasionally been snagging my phone and trying to still yes. trying to look up that House of Crazies interview thing. Uh huh. So Walter Stepanenko, okay, that was their manager. Okay, <laughs> I found something from uh, the Michigan courts where his name pops up. Oh, not as something that he did, but apparently. If this is the same guy, and it's in Michigan, which that, that that's is, where they're at. That is a very interesting name. Like, I feel like it's Yeah, not... Walter Stepanenko, yeah. Okay. Uh, somebody done robbed a bank he was in. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. So was he a witness to it, and that's why he was... Yeah, he may have had a gun pointed at him at some point in this. Jeez. Yeah. Woohoo. <laughs> oh no, that's a woo-hoo State moment, of Michigan but... Supreme Court. Holy shit! It's a uh, for an it's an appeal uh, thing. Here. Uh, when, uh, when was that? Ooh, when was this? Is that date listed for it? December eighth, twenty sixteen. Oh, holy served shit! Served by a true filing, a copy of. Oh, this is a, a proof of it being like served to. Wow. Huh. One of the lawyers or something. Wow. Let me let me let me do a, let me scan real quick here. It's okay, you're editing this. <laughs> <laughs> Am I? <coughs> I mean, if you don't want, sound like shit. In August of two thousand and nine. That's some other stuff. Yeah. Yeah, this is a whole thing here. There's a lot of stuff in here. Whatever. There's a lot of stuff about where people were. Two thousand nine seems to be the year, though. Jeez. Oh, wait a minute. Walter Stepanenko, if you're Wait out, a minute. Uh, come on the show and talk to us about this whole house crazies thing. What the fuck? I don't know. What do you got? Oh, wait. Uh, I might have found something. Uh-oh. I have a hell of a time editing. Okay. Okay. Oh. So I'm going to read this. Go on. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to read this out. You can feel free to, to get rid of this. I'm excited. So this is from craziness.tripod.com. Oh, shit. I also found an Angel Fire site <laughs> earlier. This is an email from Jamie Madrox on the breakup of the original House of Crazies. Oh, dated shit. August 2nd, 1998. Oh, damn. Okay. I want you to know that I'm taking time out of my very busy schedule to give you the truth about the HOK history for your webpage. I hope you appreciate it. Okay. <laughs> Fuck. This Can't is- verify this. I'm just gonna say. So this is this is a big. This is holy a thing. shit. I'll try. I'll try. In the beginning, the House of Crazies consisted of EXP, Hectic, and myself, going by the name Big J. The ROC was at that time in a group called Strength Productions, a collaboration of himself, his play a hating cousin Evil then known as Big Father Hightop, and a drunk dude named J-Ho. 
ROC, Hectic, and me always hung out together, and when we asked him to do a cut with us, he was like, hell yeah. And before you knew it, we had a whole album together, so we were like, fuck it, you want to be in the group? Before you could blink, he kicked from Big Father High Top and J-Ho and was down with House of Crazies. Then came the album Home Sweet Home, the debut cassette. We didn't have shit for money, but we managed to sell enough of the cassettes to have spirit to continue. A year had passed, and in time we juggled more investors than a cheap hooker juggles balls until we came across a fine fine snake named Walter Stepanenko, who claimed to know a lot about the record business and is a big reason HOK is, is what it is today nothing. Oh. <laughs> Walt complained a lot about not making enough money and referred to us as a bad investment. Somehow he just kept financing the recording of our music and never paid us a dime. In my four years with HOK, I made a total of $330. They don't need a calculator to figure out that ain't shit. Times got so rough that I had to get a job cleaning toilets just to make some loot, but still kept recording for the snake all the while. I'm a musician, not a fucking janitor. So fuck yeah, I was. I want everybody's money, and even trade fat music for fat bucks, just like any other job or career. Do you think I used to clean toilets because it was fresh? Hell no. I did it because I needed that green. Okay, I want to point something out before I continue this. This does not sound like it's written by Madrix. It sounds like it's written by Violet J. <laughs> That's literally what I that sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> we also been accused of being lazy. Making an album or even recording is not an easy job. If it was... If it was, everyone would have one out. A lot of time and hard work goes into that, and if we were lazy, we wouldn't have eight releases and a compilation album under our belts in a five-year span. Think about it. We're not claiming to be stars or anything like that. We're doing what we like to do. Music. Our music, our way. We've just begun to shine. We don't think we're the shit because we've always thought we were the shit. We just never had the right opportunity to show what we could do with our own music, our own way, like we have with Twisted and Proper Management. Sum it all up, we built HOK, and we had every right in the world to destroy it. Oh, interesting. That is interesting. So, I'm not saying that that for sure is actually Jamie Madrox. Cannot confirm that. Cannot confirm. Um, if it is, interesting. If it's not, also interesting, because that's a lot of other information that I'm not aware of. Um... I have heard um, of J-Ho, who I think became Lavelle? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Hmm. Oh, jeez. There's so many fucking people that, like, I hear in passing. Okay. If you kept that in there, like... Yeah, I'll probably Fucking... The geez. important thing to take away so from don't, all of this... So don't... Do not, like send this forward to people and say that I'm claiming that all this shit is real. That is literally, if you type in that guy's name with House of Crazies, that is one of the first things that shows up. That's what I have written on here. So do not send people to come and beat me up. <laughs> it is on the internet. <laughs> the important thing to take away from all of this is that on my 19th birthday, on the day of my 19th birthday, okay. Walter Stepanenko may have been in a bank robbery. Oh. <laughs> There we go. <laughs> that's all we got. So that's mirror mirror, guys. <laughs> that's mirror mirror. You've you've heard the things that we said about it. Uh, let us know what you think. If y'all have any like info on this shit, if anybody tracks down that fucking interview from from yes, Wally's, uh, let us know. I'd love to, to take a look. I'm I'm interested in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Mike, yeah, if they were to find that. Where would they? 
How would they get that to us? You know, there's a couple ways that they could get that to us. Um, do we have, like, social media or something? We do! We have a Facebook! Well, what would what would we call that? Oh, that's Juggalo Judgment. What about, like, uh, one of them tweety things? Oh, yeah, a Twitter account. Twitter? Yeah. We have that as well. It is at Juggalo Judgment. Do we have, uh, like, instant grandmas? We, uh, we don't, but we do have Instagram. Okay. Yes, uh, which gets updated... Not as frequently as it used to. Really? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, what, I think I just posted one last week. Oh, yeah, I posted one a couple days ago, which was That's literally just enough. copying my Twitter uh, of when I found out that Ouija Max sampled Finger Eleven. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> if you don't believe me, look it up. Um, but uh, what is that? Uh, that is Juggle of Judgment. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, I remember we talked earlier about like if people were going to send us questions for that Q&A thing. Yes. Uh, they, they had a location to do that in, in right. email form. Uh-huh. What would that be? Fuck, I forgot. Well, wait, let me piece it together. Hold on. There might be a pattern in all of our social hold media. Hold on, let me look up. What if, hold up, don't look it up, don't look oh. it up. What if it was Juggalo Judgment, and then the, th- uh, at, at, uh. let's say, Gmail? Or G's, yeah. Yeah. Dot com. Yeah. That sounds about right. Hold on. Let me con- let me try and confirm this. Um, you are correct. Yes. J-U-G-G-A-L-O-J-U-D-G-M-E-N-T at gmail.com. You didn't spell the rest of it. Okay. I think we'll work it out. It's fine. <laughs> so yeah, uh, hit us up on those. Tell us some shit. How yeah. was your day? What's going on? Did you get any? You've been listening to anything good lately? Let us know when you started listening to our podcast. Like what episode? Yeah. You Let us know who who recommended Point the finger. Who recommended uh, our podcast? At the fucker <laughs> <laughs> who ruined your Sunday. <laughs> um. And thank you all very much for listening. Yes, and as always, please continue to share our uh, our podcast. Give us um, a rating, maybe a review. If you're feeling it on the iTunes or whatever the fuck else there is out there that has ratings and reviews, it would be. Super we're on cool. Spotify. We are, which you might be already listening to us on. We right now, did it, guys. I love using Spotify nowadays for my podcast. <laughs> it is way more convenient than Castbox, so I'm okay with that. Um, so yes, uh, I think that's about everything. Uh, thank you for listening to this whole episode. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, join us again in two weeks uh, where we will talk about Jump Studies, the Chaos Theory. Hell yeah. And uh, with that, it's about time that you will finish your Fagos. Uh, if you have nothing to finish. Yeah. Kind of destroyed that. And I need to hold on to mine for <laughs> our next episode that we are recording immediately after this one. Peace out. Later, y'all. Have a good one.